Like Kane no. and Undertaker? No. Yes, you can absolutely be Undertaker. Grave digger. <laughs> His cousin Undertaker over here doesn't know where to go. Oh, wait, wait, wait. His cousin <laughs> Undertaker. Come on, guys. Come on. There is. Are you ready for this? There is El Toro Loco, Grave Digger, Monster Mutt, The Avenger. Blue wow. Thunder, which I thought that was a helicopter. I think yeah, yeah, it, it definitely was. <laughs> the Raminator. Uh, <laughs> That's what I want to be the Ram, car Ram yeah. Raminator. <laughs> the Black Stallion, Mohawk, Moyer, the Crusader. Hello, uh, everybody. Welcome to the Three Geeks Podcast. We'll be right back after this. We don't catch enough of our pre-conversations that I think I'm going to start just hitting record like we used to and then just going to the theme music once I get a nice little point. To... Uh, Jason, That's a great you idea. You interrupted a mid-truck mid sentence, though. That was yeah. – I want yeah. to hear more of it. Yeah. You're naming all the monster <laughs> trucks that are out there. Yeah. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Three Geeks Podcast. We are on the Scene Snobs Network as well. It is a nice Sunday. Um is it? I know there's like nothing to complain about this weekend. It's been pretty chill. Well, I can find something, I'm sure. <laughs> that snow doesn't bother me. <laughs> you don't go outside. Yeah, yeah, you just, you just stay inside all the time, man. Snow <laughs> bothers me not. I like inside. Inside's the snow a happy does place. Does not borrow El Toro Loco. <laughs> <laughs> also, does not bury El Toro Loco. It just like falls to the side of it. That's right, because snow fears the Raminator. <laughs> All right. I like, I like to see El, El Toro Loco and the Raminator fight. That just sounds great. I I want the LA Rams. <laughs> yeah, LA Rams definitely need car Ram. Run, they sure. do. They need Raminator at their games. They would have won the other day <laughs> if they had the Raminator there. Well, yeah, he would have just drove over the other team. And <laughs> shit, yep. Don't mind me, man. Holy crap. <laughs> Speaking of rolling over the other team, what about the Browns, man? Like, seriously. I think, I think we are heading towards the end of all civilization. <laughs> That's no, why the, the Browns. Browns about to lose this week. It's all good. That's what I heard last week. No, was, there's know. no way Pittsburgh is going to let them destroy them again. Is what I kept hearing. Oh no, because like Pittsburgh didn't play like Ben Roethlisberger and three other starters when they played the Browns the first time, and then everyone's like, including myself, was like, well, when they play all their starters, they're going to win. And the Browns are like, you know what? That's we got something else to say about that. And, and, and fake news. Yeah, uh, don't. It, you know, oh, hey, geez. I don't know about that, but now they're playing the uh, the reigning Super Bowl champions, and I, I don't see how they win. We shall see, though. Honestly, we didn't it, see how, how they won the last couple weeks. So, but you know, and, and uh, if the if the gambling people are trying to make money, you know, like they, they, you know, if the rig is in, the Browns win this one. But uh, I, I just don't see it. I don't see it. 
the yeah. I don't know, but my computer Facebook is going really, really slow, and I need to share these links, so I have to do that from my phone, which is very inconvenient, but it is what it is. Oh, I wanted to talk to you guys. I recently went to the library and picked up all three volumes, seasons, The Adventures of Young Indiana Jones. I'm so sorry. I have seen some of this. But I don't remember. I remember Harrison Ford oh. with a beard. Mike referenced in the chat. But that's the only thing I remember about the series. Now, I know you have the Batman Beyond complete series sitting up there. And that is a much better watch than Young Indiana Jones. Yes. Well, uh, I think you should take Young, young Indiana Jones. Young doesn't agree. You know, <laughs> no, it, I, I, I do agree. But I, I think that, that some of the Young Indiana Jones ones are pretty cool. I've heard that some of them are good, but I mean, you got to wade through the whole series for him. And you know, when 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 he's kid Indiana Jones, you just skip those ones. <laughs> <laughs> oh look, he's on an elephant. Okay, bye bye. <laughs> uh, real quickly, I I wanted to throw something out there that I heard this week. Did you hear about the guy in Nebraska that said, "Hey, you know what would be great is I took these magic mushrooms and I boiled them down and liquefied them." And injected them. I bet I'd get high. High AF. Huh. Guess what? You know he what did. happened? He did. <laughs> you know what happens, Dan? You grow spores in your bloodstream. Whoa. And then it starts shutting off organs. And oh. the dude almost oh, died. Oh, 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 oh. Man, I'd talk about a PSA. I can see the G.I. Joe guys uh, tackle that now. <laughs> now, like, he's grown spores in his bloodstream. And I understand, like, his organs are shutting down, but, like, was he still high? <laughs> well, here you go. You read the, I read the article because I heard it on the on the radio, and then I read the article. So this dude has had a history of making poor decisions. Uh, oh, wow. As he was, uh, he was a heroin addict, uh, he was also off of his mental health medication, and ah. he thought that this would be a way to kind of kick heroin um, because you know <laughs> magic mushrooms have psilocybin, psilocybin in it. Yes, but uh, you know that you should use maybe I don't know under the, a doctor's care. Um, so yeah, so they had to give him like massive doses of antifungal and antibiotics and he is now out of the hospital, but he was in for like a month. But is he off heroin? Great question. I don't know. We know that that he's been clean and sober for a month. (laughs) (laughs) What if the spores were cleaning his blood? They're they're, they're friendly, uh, mushroom. A symbiotic relationship. Yeah. You know. Oh no, we've created a new monster, haven't we? <laughs> I mean, hey, I, 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 I have seen him. John, you brought it up. Spore man. Hey, I am not the I am not the news. I'm just I'm just the messenger, man. I'm not I'm the not news. The news. <laughs> I, I have seen a movie where a man turns into a jello or jellyfish. So this this might be a man turning into a mushroom. That's, yeah, gosh, I mean, I'm just wondering if he's still like seeing weird shit, you know, like the whole time. <laughs> to get you know, like people's faces are changing bodies and stuff like that, and and, and you know, like there's a there's a little fairy imp like just, just floating the fuck around. Like I, I, I'm interested to know what his experience was with the fungus growing in his veins. <laughs> Let's get him on the three geeks. You know, just keep listening to the news, John, and give us an update. Whatever okay. you can do. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> John, send me his name. And also, if everybody didn't know from that little story, John now works for Newsmax. Congratulations, John. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Man, I didn't th think they could fit somebody else in the Newsmax van. I mean, <laughs> it's all they got. Side note about the news. I was um, since I don't have I don't have cable, right? I get a bunch of over-the-air channels. One of the new ones is like it just came up a couple weeks ago. It's called like Newsnet, and I'm like, it's a 24-hour news service, and I'm like, what the hell is this? So I Googled it. <laughs> the guy that created this, like he wants it's all news, no spin, no opinions, yada yada yada. He started this news channel by putting it up on Kickstarter. So people donated money for him. It obviously didn't reach the goal because he needed like, I forget how much, 150,000 seed Michigan to convert over to this format. And then he started shopping it around. But uh, I will say this, the news anchors are not very good. Um, <laughs> they try. They try. They try. Awesome. So, you know, what Max get jobs over there. Yeah. That'd be great. It's like I could be a news anchor. I want to be the weatherman. <laughs> All right, give us your pitch. Max, do the weather real quick. It's going to rain. Get it when you do. Max, yes. Holly Williams with the Blackie Weather Forecast. <laughs> Didn't you say somebody compared you to Al Roker and you got mad? Like the that was a long time ago. Now Al Roker is a very fit human being. I was going to say, Al Roker looks great. The comparisons. Will now you're not compared right. anymore. I'm cool if you want to compare me to Al Roker now when he's a skinny, you know, he's looking good, he's clean cut. I'm down. But when Al Roker was a fat slob, like I'm not trying to get compared to Al Roker. I already know I'm a fat slob. That's fair. <laughs> hey, a couple, a couple. Plus, let me just throw this out there. Al Roker, he tears it up with uh with muscle cars because I saw a, a like a segment on the Today Show like a couple years ago. Where they had this 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 empty lot, and they had like one of the brand new Mustangs, and they let everybody drive it, but everybody had to sit in there. And so when it got time for for Al, I was like doing like donuts and like doing like you know Steve McQueen, yeah. and the other anchors are like shitting themselves in the back because they're like, "What are you doing?" And like, yeah, he was tearing shit up. Look, I am totally willing to chop it up in my Honda Civic and tell you the weather. Okay, I'm down. <laughs> I would love that very much. <laughs> All right, let's go to Max now with weather. Max, it's gonna rain. It's gonna rain. <laughs> Can I be a special interest dude in the morning? <laughs> I'll be like now, Dan, with a story about a wonderful kitten rescued from a tree. Dan, <laughs> why are you at the zoo? What do you do? <laughs> Where's my coffee? I'm done. <laughs> no, I, uh, if I were a weatherman, I would um, base my my weatherman giving like you know like there. I saw a clip of this dude who they made go outside to tell the weather. He's like, "Why the fuck am I out here? Yeah. I told you in the snow. Now I'm out here in the fucking snow. Like that, you know, I don't need to be out here. that would be my my like weather attitude. You know what might be a better idea is if you did like the weather dressed as a masked luchador. And then no Ooh. one could complain. If you kayfabe that the whole time, no one could come up to you and, and complain. El Meteorologico. <laughs> I, mean, I think I could actually hear the word in Spanish. Meteorologico. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. Joke. yeah no, I'm, I'm down for that. I, I, can, I think I could do that. That would be, you know, it'd be very Nacho Libre. <laughs> 
I do this really crap fake Spanish accent. Yeah, for the for the first week, you just sit there and go, okay. <laughs> Why? <laughs> so, John, I was telling the guys that uh, we did our Matt Talk uh, recording live for everybody to see, and it took us like 30 minutes to do a one minute. Did you, ad. like, I got alerts that you trimmed it down. Is that correct? You yes. trimmed it down, it's ready to go? No, I trimmed no, no, the whole, it's 30 minutes. The, they have to play 30 minutes of the commercial. That's no, <laughs> <laughs> the worst infomercial of all time. I haven't done any editing to it. I actually, when, when I released our questions interview yesterday, yeah, it was labeled wrong and it was actually Jim Candy. So when Jim Candy first went up, I fixed it. But I had to go back through later and take off the oh, uh, so the overlays and shit like that. Okay, yeah. I kept on my phone. I kept going. I see he must be editing the Matt Talk uh, commercial. So we got some big things coming. Um, I told Max about this, but uh, John, why don't you tell the rest of the group about what's going to happen for March Madness and tell Dan what we're hoping Dan can do for us. Well, <laughs> Dan, for Dan. Dan. We're, okay. we're hoping for this. We we have a brilliant plan. We feel uh, Jason and I talked. We feel. That March is, of course, March Madness, and that maybe Three Geeks should host its own March Madness. But, 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 we're not playing basketball. We're not playing basketball at all. Well, we could, but we were oh. really bad in intramural basketball. Well, I mean, we could try. I, I was yeah. that, that stereotype that all black people are good at black that basketball is, black basketball. is, is disproven with me. <laughs> <laughs> well, we decided that we're going to get some of the greatest teams ever assembled for Remake Revolution and put them together. In a tournament, ladies and gentlemen. Oh That's right. Dan, yeah. we need your assistance. We need you to be the unbiased judge through the entire tournament. Are you willing to do that? The problem with that, Dan, means you can't compete. That's the thing. See, yeah. I, I love but, but I always lose anyway because everybody's like, oh, yeah. We, yeah, yeah we're all about special that. interest movies and stuff. We're not about awesome well, fucking epics in space. So, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> But, but remember how I'm going to fucking great. No, that happens every goddamn time. Like, like I, I make this awesome movie, like The Warriors, The Wizard of Oz. And everybody else is like, oh, we're going to make this about, you know, social justice warring. And, 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 then, and then everything fucking breaks down and I lose. So, yeah. I'll be your judge. I will be your judge, but you remember that. <laughs> but, but Dan, Dan, we got a treat for you. We got a remake okay. revolution plan for you as well. Yeah, just okay, just you by yourself. Yeah. Oh, great! You're the only person <laughs> can't, can't lose. My playing, my my myself. I mean, is this no, 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 no. <laughs> we have a world class opponent for you. Probably oh. won't happen until April, but we and, and it's one on one. Right. It'll be in your wheelhouse. It's one of your favorite franchises. It'll okay. be in a wheelhouse of yours, so. Okay. All right. Somebody, Justin and I, honestly, of, of course I'll judge. I am honored, gentlemen. Thank you. <laughs> Seven <laughs> and, and, of course, Max and Jason, you get a first-round bye. So we'll, we'll have three first-round matchups. And uh, we'll announce the teams once we get them all secured, because I think that there's a couple that are still uh, up in the air. And Jason's looking for the belt. Thank you. Go ahead. Oh, <laughs> you that, didn't you? Yeah, we might have to get some new belts. Uh-oh. Oh, no, what the hell? The belt oh, is here. Uh, but, uh, Justin, it's going to either have to be you or Mike as the host. We'll figure it out. Well, hopefully Mike can host. I mean, that would be yeah. ideal. That, that would be ideal. But 
Would be. That's coming. That's coming in March. We're very excited for this. Okay. And don't we have a remake next weekend too? We do have a remake yeah. next week. Team Matt Talk versus Team Scene Snobs. And we're remaking what movie again, Jason? Uh, Weekend of Bernies. Which I've got some, I got some Dan like ideas for Weekend of Bernies. I can't wait. I'll tell you one idea that John turned down. I wanted to make. Um, no, 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 no. Judging that one. No, no. no. I can't. Okay. I what if Bernie no. was alive the whole time? <laughs> what yeah. if Bernie was actually He's just paralyzed? And like, like he, he really needs a paramedic. <laughs> no, he only died in the last five minutes of the movie. Right? <laughs> yeah. It just took a long time to get. <laughs> I don't know, man. But by weekend at Bernie's too, that body had to be rank. <laughs> it's like crank, but but no activity at all. Yeah, it's just, don't you move. Don't you move or you're dead. Uh, for Dan, we're going to make it into a social justice movie in which uh, Bernie is actually played by Bernie Sanders. And, and, and you failed. Sorry. And he failed. And it's like, a, it's like a commentary on universal healthcare. That's what we're going to do. Oh. I, I would be kind of interested in that, but I mean, <laughs> if, if somebody else has like Awesome barbarian hordes or something. You're you, you've lost. I'm sorry. <laughs> Bernie is killed by injecting magic. Anyway, it's not talk about this because we have a whole thing to do. It. Okay. Is is anybody else seeing Justin's bottom of the screen? Oh yeah, my webcam. I need a new webcam. For some and, reason, Steam Link doesn't like. How that. can I get that to happen here? <laughs> it's, well, like first, a, it's like a it's like a raid. Yeah. Directly into your veins, Dan. Hey Justin, Justin, after the cast, send me your address and I'll send you a webcam. That is the problem. I, I will gladly accept your webcam. But I Thank think you, I have it, but, yeah. yeah. I mean I gotta talk to Max about it later, but um I don't see that being you a already problem. promised it to him. <laughs> yeah. you can't. No, no, no. You can I, I think I, I'm I'm gonna try to hook up my DSLR to this. So maybe I, if I get that to work, I won't need your webcam. So I'm gonna try to do that. I'm gonna need your work. I'm just saying I might have a solution that I can figure out before you do that. Sounds fantastic. But uh, let's um, get into WandaVision. Uh, Justin, did you get to see it? I know John hasn't yet. I was gonna watch it today. I have not watched it yet. I heard good things. I heard outside of one person, I heard good things. Yeah, me too. Um, one of the things I read yesterday, and um, I'm going to to mention it, but it, I don't necessarily think it's a good thing. So, um, WandaVision has the highest rated, it's the highest rated MCU thing ever on Rotten Tomatoes. But the problem with rating a TV show on Rotten Tomatoes is while I've enjoyed what I've seen of WandaVision, you don't know the whole series until the end. So it's really hard to jump on a Rotten Tomatoes score for a show when the whole thing hasn't progressed. Like a movie, you know the beginning, middle, and end. So to review an episode and have it be however high it is on Rotten Tomatoes, but it, you know, it's the highest for that to be like a news story just doesn't make a lot of sense to me because I don't feel like Rotten Tomatoes can really do television justice. But the problem with rating a TV show on... Wow, we got uh, feedback from uh, Mick Manhattan down there. Hey, uh, can you send me a webcam, please? <laughs> <laughs> listen, I heard, I heard webcams and I'm like, all right, listen. 
I'll take one too. The big You get a left cannon. The big question is, Mick, would you like some magic mushrooms to inject in your veins? <laughs> John's trying to kill people. people. I think this is like premeditated at this point, John. <laughs> <laughs> John's the free webcam under your seat. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, we don't do heroin. So that's probably what the problem was. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine the cast if we were all on opium? <laughs> yeah, I, I probably could. We would all be sleeping. Yes, just do it. <laughs> I was oh, and it's fine. Wait, I wasn't supposed to do heroin before I got on. <laughs> uh -oh. <laughs> Two hours Oops. before, just to make sure you're golden. Brian Kasnowski says, "I need a webcam. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You gotta, you gotta give us access to your OnlyFans account before we send you the webcam, bro." Yeah, we want to yeah. share photos. <laughs> oh, That's God. The, um, Shoulder hair is my thing. Brian is the host of the Sports Snobs podcast, and he's going to be doing all of those broadcasts of OnlyFans from the Loop Inn in beautiful Avenel, New Jersey. $20 an hour. <laughs> yeah, we need, we need like, premiere access. We're not trying to pay for that, man. But you can get a webcam. <laughs> and my question is, with the OnlyFans, there's a lot of sexy feet pick. That's all I need to know. <laughs> well, we all glassed over Justin's like uh, brilliant little comment. He said he likes shoulder hair. Is it the, the, web, the OnlyFans have shoulder hair feature? And Brian, Brian Lau loves armpit hair. So if you've got that, I know another guy who will sign up. No so body hair is the thing. I don't know why I'm here anymore. <laughs> no. We'll get back to uh, vision in a second, but John, how relieved are you that I'm going to be your partner next week, and you'll have you'll get a break from bodily hair? Well, for the listeners yeah. at home and the we're viewers at home, a lot of, of 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 stuff here with players and a judge in the cast. Like, I just think we need to drop. Yeah, this sorry. Yeah. We really need to yeah. move past this subject. Okay. Because you're, you're, you're losing points. <laughs> oh, that's, you, good point. Jason, listen. Minus five points. I feel confident in our remake skills. Minus ten uh, points. It'll be a great challenge to, to try to top you. You know, uh, Mick, what's the word I'm Mick, looking for? Mick is already points. talking trash on Facebook. Did you guys see that? I missed it. I, I'm I just saying. That. All Mick, my you've life, already my, won. It's okay. we've been planning <laughs> – and I think we have – if it – listen, if it doesn't win the remake challenge, it should at least be made is what I'm saying. See, oh. like, that, that, that is, that's the Dan Award. Um, <laughs> the only thing that didn't win but should still be made is the Dan Award. Uh, I'll take it. <laughs> Dan always comes up with a solid flick, but it just never wins. <laughs> you know what we do, John, for our March Madness? After the, the, the seven or the three rounds, we yeah. could um, – do like an award show where we do give the Dan award. <laughs> the Dan award. Oh, Dan, we're, we're gonna send somebody to fucking laser sculpt your body. <laughs> 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 and, then, and then the Dan award doesn't go to Dan. <laughs> Thanks, guys. It's Thanks. a rule now. Arc Matter, if you're watching us. First off, you're doing well, buddy. Secondly, could you send us a plastic replica of Dan? Oh God! You know what? Wait, wait, wait. Let's get some of those those uh those guys that are uh, to toy enthusiasts like on Instagram. Can you take a GI Joe, a He Man, and a Marvel action figure and make a Dan figure? 
<laughs> give him a gut. You know, long hair or short hair, you know, that's fine. Dan, <laughs> uh, I feel like your first like three Dan Awards would have long hair, and then we'd yeah, have okay. short hair Dan Awards. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> All right, so um, let's get back to WandaVision. Uh, <laughs> Mick, did you get to watch it yet? Yep, just caught up. Okay, good, good. So four of us have seen it. Um, so what I was saying with Rotten Tomatoes and television is take what the television's rotten the rating is with a grain of salt until the whole series is out, and then you get more of a better understanding of the show. Because I don't think it being the best-rated MCU thing right now means anything. No, and it's like, you know... You you're, you're waiting on, like, what do they do at the end? You know, like, is it lost? Is it, you know, is it, uh, is it like, a, you know, I don't know, like, some, something good? <laughs> we don't know yet. And, uh, like, you know, like, while I'm enjoying it now, you, yeah, you don't know how, where they're going to take it or how they're going to, how they're going to finish everything. So, um, um, I don't care about what the internet says this should be. You know, like, it's, you watch it and make your own opinion. Because, I mean, like, a lot of us liked it. Some of us didn't, and 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 that's all. It's all good, you know. Like it's a, it, it, you experience for yourself. Like I, I really don't like internet reviews. I don't like being he's like, oh, it scored ninety eight percent with the with the critics, but then you look at the fans, and 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 the regular people say it's you know thirty seven percent. So what what does that mean? You know, it, it, it's it, yeah. Don't don't pay any attention to that shit. Just watch it for yourself. And if you enjoy it, then you enjoy it. If you don't, then you don't. Like it, it's it's totally fine either way. <laughs> You're allowed to have good and negative <laughs> responses to things. So nope. as I am watching this, uh, WandaVision, I'm going to start because I know I'll get to the negative reviews here in a minute. But um, I laughed. Max can vouch for it. I laughed so hard watching, especially the first episode, because it felt like a 50s, 60s, and 70s sitcom. Like, in, in my opinion, all of the glorious things. We had the traditional misunderstanding that causes a whole bunch of chaos at dinner time. And I, I was talking to Max and Max concurred. I The show could literally just be this sitcom for five episodes. And I personally would be satisfied. <laughs> it's, it's all I need. But I do like the hints. I like that, um, you know, the voice over the radio. Mild spoiler alert. I'll put the little spoiler thingy up. I like that the voice on the radio was the um, parole officer from Ant-Man. Like, I like that tie-in, but you wouldn't really know unless you, you know, you do your homework. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed, like, I, I'm not a huge sitcom fan, you know, so, like, but that being said, I do enjoy, like, you know, like, the black and white, uh, I Dream of Genie feel of everything, and, uh, like, that's cool. I like, you know, like, the weird the weirdness that they throw in there where, you know, like, so you just know something's not right. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I'm digging it. I I'm having a blast so far. The first two episodes are, are rock solid for me. Um, I like, yeah, like I like meeting more and more of the neighbors and to see like how they try to make it work. Um, it, it, yeah, it's good. It's, I'm digging it. One of the other positives I had about it and Mike brought it up on his Facebook post, which kind of brought my attention to it too, is, it feels a little bit like Marvel. I know Dan disagrees with this, and I'm going to get to Dan because I'm very curious to hear his opinion. But it feels almost as if David Lynch, like spirit, is in this show because there's just enough of, hold on, this is off a little bit. Just kind of like he gave in the uh, the latest season of Twin Peaks where you know certain things were happening, but it was just a little off that it's like, what, what am I watching right now? 
And I really like that aspect of it as well, because you can either take it at face value for the sitcom or there's like little Easter eggs spread throughout the thing that just reminds you that this isn't right. But uh, mostly what I dig is that like Paul Bettany gets to like yell and, and have like some emotions and, and be funny. Well, yeah, you know, but like I, I like my, my favorite Paul Bettany thing is A Knight's Tale. I love him in that movie. And like I, I don't hey, don't don't hate on me, Dan. Okay. I like what I like. <laughs> I see your face. No, that, that that was just a look of confusion. Like yeah, that's fate. Like, nobody likes a nice tale. Oh dude, I love a nice tale. I love a nice tale. Yeah, oh, it, it, it's not it's not good. It's just I don't know. I like I like it, but uh I, I don't like that for horribly different reasons, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. But uh, you know, I, I, I love Paul Bettany's character in a nice tale, and anytime I can get him Back to like you know that, that kind of like screaming frantic dude. I, I'm down. So like yeah, want to do. Mick, what did you think of the show? Uh, well, first I'm gonna agree. Uh, when he comes down those stairs and he gives that like squeal, like ladies and gentlemen, like it reminded me exactly of a Night's Tale, and I loved it. Um, I, yeah, I, I'm anxious to see where it goes. I, I didn't love the first two episodes but I liked them and they intrigued me enough where I think this is going to be something interesting. Um, I just, you know, the antics, the Nick at night antics, I was just kind of like, all right. I mean, I get, I get what they're trying to go for, but um, all the, and if spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen it, but like all of the sword references I thought were pretty cool. So I'm anxious to see where that goes. Um, You know, but yeah, I, it hasn't sold me fully yet. I want to see what where it goes with the the whole season. That's fair, uh, Dan. I'm I love, fast. I love Dan's little fist thing. He was like, like someone else. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, because everybody else in the in, in the, the the feed is like, it's the greatest thing ever. And no, um, okay. First, I I, I don't want to bag on it too much because I see what they're trying to do, but I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> like the whole 50s sitcom thing with the canned laughter, I can't stand it. Like, like I I I grew up on these old sitcoms and, and I, I like the way that the ghost this this just seems like it's pandering. It's like um uh the big bang theory to real nerds. You know, you just say shit like hey, it's Star Wars, and oh wow, it's nerdy, you know. <laughs> it's just um and, and I, I disagree with the David Lynchian thing. This is more like uh, Call of Duty Black Ops more more than, you know, anything else, you know. And sorry, spoilers for the old game. But, you know, the Russian dude doesn't exist, you know. Um, it's like uh, comparing um, uh, Picasso to Andy Warhol's soup can. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> like it, it, it just feels so like I I understand that they they wanted to do this and they wanted to make like like some weird stuff go on, but like Lynch makes an entire world and it doesn't make sense. By the very nature of this, like this is gonna have to make sense by the end, unless they just pull a total like Lost and like the entire Marvel universe is just you know gone or something. Could I chime in with two things? Oh, no, I haven't watched it yet. But, uh, Dan, you'll be happy to know that you're not the only one that dislikes it because Friday night my cousin called me to bitch and complain about how terrible WandaVision was. 
Is he the one that doesn't like like the wire? Yes. So therefore, we take that we take that opinion with a grain of salt. <laughs> yeah. So we take that with a grain of salt. If I were um, Dan, that would make me feel so bad. Yeah, it does make me feel bad. But but the other dude was like he didn't like it either. So that, that yeah. that's okay. Yeah, yeah. We, we don't know how, we don't know how Brian is. Uh, Dan, yeah, yeah. I do agree no. with the fact that um we the the end is going to make sense, which Lynch's stuff usually does not you usually have to figure it out but i'm just saying what we've seen so far it just feels like that element of the mystery we would get with his stuff but no i absolutely agree i don't think the whole series is going to be like that can i can i ask and, and again yeah. not seeing it but i have read tom king's uh the vision which was that like that 12 issue uh series that he did a couple of years ago which was fantastic and it was weird and oddball and it was not there has have they revealed anything if they're gonna try to replicate that uh that storyline? I haven't heard. The only thing I, comparisons I've heard for this show was House of M. I have no no okay. no reference for House of M, no, so they, I can't tell you. Same with me. I know very limited, very little they about have, House of M. They have a couple like commercials for for like fifties products. Yeah, in there, like you know, like, like you know, you do our commercial break, and it's like a very weird. They're very oddly paced, and like the people's faces don't uh, don't you know like they they're not showing the correct emotion for you know, like what they should be doing. Okay, so, like, there's there's some like just random weird stuff in there, but like one of them is like a, a Strucker brand, you know, so it's like Baron Baum Strucker, um, and then like it's like a watch, it's got like a Hydra on it, so it's like you know like I think like I, I'm trying to piece it together. What I'm thinking right now is. In her grief, uh, Wanda goes to Strucker to be like, I need you to help me use my powers to make a world where me and the vision get to be together. And and so he and then this is you know, this is all gonna spiral off into the to the, the multiverse, but uh, you know, like he's gonna obviously use it for his own nefarious deeds, and uh she just gets her little piece of happiness. And I think that's what's going on right now. But uh, you know, let me know how you feel after you watch the episodes, but uh like it it's interesting to me, and I like it if you know, like if they're playing towards that. But I'm hopefully maybe I'm just entirely wrong. Like that's, a, that's I, also a possibility. I have a theory that's similar to Max's, kind of plays off of it a little bit, but just slightly off. So at the end of Infinity War, uh, when Vision's uh, stone was ripped out of spoilers, his head, Jesus, Jason. Oh God, put the spoiler thing back on there. Max, if anybody's watching a podcast with the word geek in it, with a bunch of fanboys <laughs> hey, talking hey, about no, Marvel. No, assume nothing. Assume nothing. We're Ohio fanboys, sir. <laughs> Whatever the hell that means. We, um, we, um, Jesus, Dan. Uh, we, uh, we, um, <laughs> War, Vision turned black and white. And what I think happened is I think, yeah, she probably seeked out the help from Str Strucker like Max thinks. But whatever she is doing, she's actually trying to fix him. And at the end of episode two, when things started to go to color, I think that is whatever is happening is working. And I think something is going to go awfully wrong with it, which is going to cause the snap in her. Like in the House of M storyline, because I know there's a but, snap. You know, at the end of this, uh, we're gonna get X Men and Fantastic Four. So, okay, yeah. can I throw out mine? I haven't, I have not seen it, but I'll throw out mine because I'm gonna link it to the Vision comic book. As I agree with Dan, I think that there's going to be like the little 
piece of happiness for Wanda, but yet the vision's going to go off and create basically the run with that storyline where he creates his own family in suburban DC and then chaos rules supreme. You don't know, uh, but I, I I really do think the first two episodes are worth watching. Uh, I, I will say. Um, okay, so yeah, Brian did ask, how does Gum and his gears make him? Super spoilers on this. Uh, yeah, that was kind of a stupid like plot contrivance. I loved it. No, but it, 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 <laughs> how do you explain that? How come he doesn't just phase out of the gum? You know, like it's not like. <laughs> Uh, so that that was pretty dumb. I agree, but uh, like that's also like the sitcom, you know, miss of it. Like it's it's got to have that stupid thing because you know, like a half of the problems in the sitcom can be solved with a phone call. You know, it, it's not <laughs> it's not actually like problems. And, and so, yeah, I, I I I I don't like it as far as you know. It's a it's the plot point, but. You know, it's also something I'm willing to look past. I, I, I don't really care. And it gave some good laughs, I think. Ah, it, 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 let, it let Paul Bettany for three minutes, and I was down for that. So, you know, whatever. Um, can I finish now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeez, it went to John to everybody else and House of M. And no, it's just the, the canned laughter makes you want to punch the sound people in the face because I, I absolutely hate it. Like, like it, it, it just tells you where to laugh at all the time. And, and I, I, I understand that it's just a contrivance of it being a sitcom. But if, if they would actually just take what whatever plot this is and and go with it, and instead of giving you like, of making me watch this whole sitcom thing for five minutes of something cool, I, w- I would be a lot happier. That's all. I um, <laughs> I do know that the uh, credits for the sitcom within the show is um the character their characters from the marvel universe each of yeah. those names the director the producer and so forth yeah <laughs> brian again that's that is sitcom stuff man and then she like she's gonna go from pregnant to not pregnant and then or from six months not pregnant to six months pregnant but then be six months pregnant for fucking 18 months Oh, dude! <laughs> I am watching uh, Family Ties, and uh, they they had a baby somewhere in season three or four, and then the very next year the baby was four, <laughs> but they still reference that the baby was born last year. Yeah. Oh, the first. <laughs> Wait a minute! So didn't they do that with hard. Married with Children too? Because mm-hmm. Married with Children, they had the kid seven, I think was his name, and again, it was like no. No reference of oh, no. being pregnant, right? Well, he, seven, seven wasn't their kid. She yeah. was pregnant on the show, but the whole season was a dream. Oh, okay. And then okay. seven came in, and seven wasn't their kid. They uh, he was like one of like, Peg's like cousins or something, and he just came to live with them. Okay. Uh, the Fresh Prince one, Jazz makes reference to. <laughs> Jazz like comes in and he like looks at it and he's like that's baby Nikki. <laughs> and like and like will just like kind of looks at the camera and goes like this um so like i, I i'll give it to shows that do that that like kind of put a nod to it you know and like m- make a reference like yeah we don't want to deal with the baby on set <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah you know that's yeah that's just sitcomness uh, i'm i'm not too worried about you know because like also you notice when when Wanda does something that that upsets the world, you know, she like she's, it's too real, or she realizes something, 
Like everything starts to shut down. Like you know when she's hanging out with with super fancy lady and 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 you know, like she cut her hand. Like everything starts to shut down and she's like, oh, you know what gets blood out of that? This. And then you know she just runs off. And and like so, I feel like her being pregnant is just gonna be like they're like, oh, you're pregnant now. We're not gonna talk about it. We're just not gonna talk about it. Like like because if you start to talk about it, then we'll realize shit's shit's too weird, and this whole thing will shut down. So I I think yeah that is gonna be used in that way where like maybe there'll be a scene or two where someone starts to be like, well, weren't you just like not pregnant at all? And then the gears will start to grind, and 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 they'll just move past it. Another spoiler alert. Who do you guys think is in the beekeeper suit? Uh, Strucker? In the hoop? <laughs> What's that? In the what? The, the beekeeper suit? When he climbs out. Oh. I hope it's Nicolas Cage. <laughs> I don't know. Do you mean, wait a minute, do you mean character or you mean actor that's in the beekeeper suit? Uh, any, any of the above. The Rock. I hope it's Baron Zemo. That could be uh, or Kang. Kang. Oh, God. Oh. You and Kang. Kang is coming. Kang. He's coming. <laughs> um, I think I think it's Strucker, but uh, I don't know. I, I hope it's Nicholas Cage. I give it three out of three geeks, Max. Uh, I'm going to say two out of three. I, I have fun, but I, I can see where there are some some issues. But uh, I, don't know, I enjoy it. Dan? Zero. Oh shit! Wow, yeah, I, 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 I can't, I, I, I can't balance waiting through a shitty sitcom to get the five minutes of whatever I want to see. So no. Damn. <laughs> Mick, uh, we do a rating system: three out of three geeks. If you uh, would tell everybody to watch it, two out of three. If you'd recommend it to a couple people, one out of three. If you probably would just tell maybe one person to watch it, and then zero is that you hated it and. Don't want to tell anybody about it. You want to forget you ever saw it. Uh, because it's, I think it's for Marvel enthusiasts. I'm going to give it a one, but with the promise that more episodes and seeing the overall storyline, it may go up. Yeah, I mean, I I hope it gets better. It just, I don't know. <laughs> well, no, I like the idea for each episode is a different decade. You know, so she's like going through the, like I said, the Nick and Knight thing of like, okay, this decade didn't work. The Dick Van Dyke didn't work. Now the Bewitched, let's see if that works. That didn't work. So it's probably going to be Brady Bunch next. Oh, God. I hope it's Dallas when they get to the 80s. Oh, God. Dallas is, that wasn't a sitcom. That was a soap opera. Well, John, John just got Dallas at his house, guys. Like he shut up. (laughs) John called me last night and goes, "Holy shit, they shot Jr." And I'm like, "John, that happened a long time ago." Yeah, I told you that. Don't even even survived in the end. It was all a dream. Did you not get get the whole Simpsons thing going on there? (laughs) I thought you were going to go and talk about Charlie's Angels, and that was just an aside. All right, from yesterday. I didn't think you were going to go with the Dallas reference, but all right. I like my old TV. Leave me alone. Dallas? Hey, I've I've got Knight Rider and Quantum Leap that I'm watching, okay? so I'm watching Family Ties. I have no judgment towards anybody. (laughs) I I love Michael J. Fox, and that show is Michael J. Fox. Yeah, I mean. Next Spin City. (laughs) I can't find it anywhere. I I love it. How about the? Are you gonna finish Jake and the Fat Man? Oh wow! I Jake and the Fat Man. Nice. 
Holy crap. We uh we watched a Matlock episode where it had Jake and the Fat Man as guests, and John absolutely hates it. I'm like, I'm gonna rent it from the library. I'm gonna watch a couple episodes just so I have a frame of reference, and then I'll report back to you, John. I remember my grandfather watching it. That's yeah. all I remember about that show. It's a spin-off of Matlock, actually. Yeah. But I mean, that man ate, ate everything and he's not allowed back. But <laughs> first of all, in the in the episode I mentioned, man, that there is a they stop at a hot dog cart, and I'm like, William Conrad looks like the type of guy <laughs> that would have mustard all over his yeah, suit. Yeah. He looks like a sloppy ass eater, man. And um, 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 I'm like, yeah, you know that they that took like eight takes because he kept spilling <laughs> shit all over the front of him. <laughs> oh, come man, on, man. Hot dog. All right, let the man enjoy his hot dog. Damn. Told you we should have gotten Ernest Borgnine. <laughs> hey, come on, he was on Airwolf getting blown That's up. That's right. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, slightly after that, though. So he, he might have gotten blown up, and then, then he could have been in Jake and the Fat Man. I, See, I did not know. I, I honestly did not know. Funny you mentioned Airwolf. I watched uh, Toy Galaxy. Uh, they had a uh, yeah. uh, video on Airwolf. Yeah, I didn't know it was on USA. I didn't know yeah. it left ABC and went to USA for a couple for a couple seasons. I didn't know that. One season because they 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 took all the cool stuff out. Yeah, right. There's like no helicopter. <laughs> Nothing. No. Uh, oh, Dan. What was that guy's name? Jay, Jan Vincent? Oh, was that who? Uh, Michael Jan Vincent. Yeah. Michael Dave, Jan Vincent. Yeah. There's none of him. I know Jan Michael Vincent. Jan Michael Vincent. There we go. Jan Michael Vincent. Thanks. You want to watch a really like, funny movie with him? It's him and George Pappard. Um, and it's uh, it's called Damnation Alley. Huh. It's so off the wall. Like they just play two guys who drive like this all terrain vehicle after like the earth has ended due to nuclear war from like I don't know wherever they are Nevada to Boston to find civilization. <laughs> it's but it's so out there. Oh man, and the only civilizations in Boston are like we gotta go down down to the harbor bar down by the harbor. <laughs> like, uh, you know what? I'd rather live out in the apocalypse world. Thank you. You know what? You know what, Mick? I'll add it to my list of shows to search for because there's yeah, one called like that. uh uh what well, it's a Jeff Goldblum Ben Ben Vereen uh show the last yeah it's called called (laughs) pinstreet and brown shoe i think it's called oh god okay do you remember that dan i remember seeing something of it and i wanted to go back and i forgot about it it's on tubi so (laughs) yeah yeah i want to check it out because it it looks horrible yes but it's like a it's like a cop comedy (laughs) Uh, john tell everybody what movie you watched last night or attempted to watch oh I attempted to watch Guest House with the girlfriend. And we talked about it uh, two weeks ago. It's the new Polly Shore movie. Yeah, oh. it's not very good. It's oh. not very good. I, I, we, no one. I gave the review and I said the first 45 minutes was trash, and I don't know how I made it through it. And John <laughs> may, only got to 20. And was like, yeah, we both were like, we're, we're done with this. We can't. So yeah, then we went, we went and checked out um, The Wrong Missy, which is the David Spade film, the new David Spade film. I got to say it's actually pretty good. I, yeah, I recommend that one too. It's uh, it reminds me. I was telling John of uh, Black Sheep and Tommy Boy David Spade, not the white trashy character we've gotten from David Spade for the last twenty some years. Yeah, and 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 look, it's it's a it's a stereotypical rom com. You know what's coming, you know. Um, but I thought it was good. It had some good laughs. It had some good physical comedy. Nick Swordson was good. I've just never been able to buy David Spade. Like, okay. 
Joe Dirt being the exception. Uh, I've never been able to buy David Spade. Is like, it's like, okay, how do you get the girl, bro? Like, like it's not. <laughs> well, I think that that's the charm of it. Like, it's like, oh, even this schlub could get Molly's head, you know? And, that's, and true in movies, which I love. that's true in movies, but he supposedly pulls so many beautiful girls. Yeah, in real life. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's rich. <laughs> you know who else? <laughs> Nick, I just learned this. You know who else used to get I mean, like, is it, is girls? It girls when you pay for them? Like, is that? Oh, <laughs> hey! Oh. David Spade's going to murder you. <laughs> yeah. I, think I just heard that Kel Silverstein used to clean up with the ladies. Huh. I mean, he used I to go to the Playboy it. Mansion to clean up. I believe that, though, because you walk into the Playboy Mansion, and you're like, not only did I write a boy named Sue, but I wrote uh, The Giving Tree. And, like, every you got everyone there. Like, okay, that's weird. Let's do this. Let's do coke and have fun. He works in the Playboy Mansion and and he. You know, like, does that count? Like, whoa. Does it also count if you're literally cleaning up? Like, like mopping the floor. Like, oh, man, the bar's a little dirty there. This came up because one time, many, many years ago, at the Pittsburgh Comic Con, I was waiting to get uh, an autograph from Jim Steranko. And Steranko's oh, yeah. booth was right next to the Franzetta's booth. And Frank Franzetta's kids now run the nice. show. It's, yeah. Mm-hmm. But they were entertaining us because we were waiting in line with stories of Frank Franzetta. And one yeah. of them was about this elaborate party that he went to at the Playboy Mansion. And I'm like, whoa, wait, time out, time out. The dude that made these epically awesome yeah. barbarian pictures. Death dealer. <laughs> yeah, death dealer, everything like that. He's hanging out at the Playboy Mansion? Like, I just didn't think that would be his scene. And they're like, oh, they're telling stories about this model and that model and hooking up and all this jazz. And I'm like, oh, mind blown, man. Mind blown. Right, um, Brian, Brian had uh, said something earlier, the WandaVision Miami Vice. Uh <laughs> What show would you like to see WandaVision take after? <laughs> if you could have them like splice themselves into a blank style show, what what would you do? Twin Peaks, <laughs> CIS, uh, New Orleans, something like that. <laughs> we gotta no. stick with this murder. It's CSI, Justin. Don't be a nerd. I don't watch the show. I just thought it'd be fun. Oh, real quick, Family <laughs> Ties. Family Ties. Oh yeah, because think? then we're gonna get a four out of three stars. <laughs> How about Family Matters and have just Wanda just bust in like Urkel? Visions Laura. There's a movie. Did you see this Christmas? A movie came out. Uh, it's an independent movie, and Laura and Eddie from Family Matters play a married couple. No, that's weird. I didn't know how to feel about that. I'm like, yeah. my childhood, you're messing with it. Yeah, no. <laughs> Dan, John, uh, Matlock. Of course, of course you would. <laughs> would we cover that on um, Matt Talk if they did it? Better. Crossover. Well, I feel um, like maybe Walker, Texas Ranger would be a good one. Oh, yeah. that, you know, that would be a good one. Sopranos. Oh, I would like that a lot. Good I like that a lot. 
<laughs> All right, so we're about to go to a commercial. And last week, I retired some bits, and the guys have been asking me to retire this one for quite some no. time. No. Please don't. Mick, this was made as an advertisement for oh, Remake Revolution, boy. and I am going to play it just one more time. Tell what the, wait, 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 wait. Tell them what the movie was, the remake. Showgirls. Dago Bell presents its newest entree, as seen in the hit movie Showgirls. Nomi gobbled them up on screen, and now you can get your hands on Nomi's beefy fish taco. Engulf all the voluptuous flavors in your mouth. Available in plain, smothered with our patented crispy sauce. So go to Taco Bell and get Nomi's beefy fish taco. Available at all locations. Only after midnight. So um, when, we, when we guys, guys, it is now deleted. When we did that remake revolution, they look at John's face. He was so sad. <laughs> I still have it on my computer. That's John doing the voice too. But um, the teams that played uh, Showgirls, it's only happened for Showgirls, but they came with like scripts. <laughs> like they had this movie plotted out. That it, it was one of the, oh, the movie posters. We made a movie poster. We made a commercial, Ann and I did. I mean, it was it was off the chain bonkers. <laughs> you give a bunch of men the chance to remake uh, Showgirls, and they turn into freaking scriptwriters. Uh, uh, yeah, it was it was weird. It was uncomfortable. And um, go check it out. Um, yeah, I was just gonna say, make sure they check it out. <laughs> <laughs> no, we yeah. lost Dan. You see what you did? You you, you won the vision, Dan. <laughs> All right, everybody. We'll sad. be back in uh, ten minutes. See you soon. <laughs> no, she looks like her dad. Oh, one hundred. So you did production production at the time. Is that what you were? Uh, I started out as that. I was a producer for a while. Producer, yeah. So it's that guy's it's sexy. Like you're the last one there, and you're the first one there in the morning. So you have to you have to love it. Oh yeah, except the sound guys. They can get there late and leave early. I know, right? Why is that? <laughs> Oh, you don't need sound mistake, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's, um, I mean, you, Camp Candy, I, I know uh, Jason was going to ask too, but I, I need to ask about Camp Candy because I grew up on that. Yeah. I was a kid right at the right time when that came out. Oh, this is such a great show. It was, I, I always wondered, like, what led, did your dad have, like, uh, um, did he, what made him want to do a cartoon? I, I mean, I guess it's the, I think it's also it, you have to look at the time. It was the it was the '90s where everyone was creating a cartoon show from themselves. You had Howie Mandel doing Bobby's World. You had like you had uh, Louis Anderson doing the the uh, the Louis Anderson like the the Louis was that the kids show? I can't yeah. remember. But Louis Anderson had his own show. So it was like everyone was every big actor was doing their own cartoon, and my dad loved the the camping idea and loved cartoons and so i think for him that was something that he just thought was well this is what i do next it's like he wouldn't it was film um and then he wasn't quite into the the television i think if he stayed around a little bit longer um he would have gone into television but at the time you just television wasn't something that you did you accomplished everything else before you did like true television like meaning 
but he did cartoons and it, look, it was, it's a great gig because he, he could, he created a great show. He brought his friends on. He got, he had his kids do a couple voices. Um, we did live, live segments, um, that we shot in Canada in our, on our farm and in our, our, the backwoods area, um, where he would do these little like PSAs about camping and don't like all this fun stuff. And we, you know, it was like my brother and my best friend were in the background, like fishing and doing like weird stuff. Um, and it was just, that's, that's what you did. And I, Camp Candy was just loved by so many people because it was such a fun concept. It's like, I, to this day, I still feel like there should be something done with Camp Candy, like just a, a, a spinoff of some sort, but because it's Marvel, Marvel, Camp Candy is Marvel. If you know that. So I'm like, there's gotta be a Marvel, you know, spinoff somewhere there. Oh, that would be wonderful. I, I, I would love to see it. Um, revived in some way but or even just brought back like yeah. i i i have them on vhs but i would love to have them on dvd or some sort of like because a downloadable so that my son can watch them and like it's because i don't have the vhs hooked up but you know it's like that i can find them on youtube but it's like i want a legitimate i want something that you know people can all their hard work can get you know paid for as opposed to ripped off the internet yeah legit um but it, like something like that, like what was that like? Um, you were you were you around eleven or twelve at the time, correct? I think so. Yes, that sounds about right. Um, I remember, I remember my dad. Uh, like I had to audition for one of the character voices, and I think it was like auditioning. I don't know if I was auditioning to play Vanessa, like because they already had a wonderful actress who played Vanessa, and then they were for an episode. They had me do her voice for something. Um, and so I remember like practicing lines with my dad and, and I had it in a valley cause I had watched the show and I, I wanted you to do it in a Valley girl accent. And, and my dad was like, no, I want you to do it in your normal voice. And I was like, well, she's a Valley girl and I'm going to do it in a Valley girl accent. And she, my dad was like, we had this like huge argument about it. Um, and so I went in and I took my dad's notes and I did it normally. And then the director, she was like, she said, great. Now Jennifer, can you do it in a Valley girl accent? <laughs> so I remember looking at my dad going, I told you, um, because I know what the character they wanted for the character, but it was, it was, it was fun just going in. Cause my dad had a studio um, in his office in Los Angeles here. And he would, we just go in and I, you know, it's, it's, we also just watched him work. It's like, he would be in there and he'd be doing either stuff for camp candy. And then he was also doing stuff for radio candy. So um, he would do radio segments there, which was, which aired in Toronto, oh, Canada, I think Toronto. I don't know if it aired in the States. I've never heard of Radio Candy. Ah, Radio Candy is amazing. Um, it was a radio show from 91, no, 80 some, 89 to 91, I think it was, but it was, it was legit. Like it was kind of like a sketch comedy radio show with amazing music in between that he just, yeah, Google it or, you know, and I'll post a couple things. I don't think there's any, any, audio of it anywhere like oh. I obviously have stuff um but I don't know how to like get it out there I could probably get some of the sketches out there but I couldn't get the music because of the copyright stuff and there's legit commercials like it's like I have copies of like all the weird commercials that were happening there that's so awesome yeah it's I'm cool a hero in film hero in television now a hero to podcasters radio person <laughs> right he just wanted to do it all it's like oh tough act fall. That's, I mean, no, I, I mean, I've watched some of your stuff and research, and, and you're not a tough act to follow. You, well, you, thank you, thank you. You got the talent. No, I appreciate that. So, I got to ask you about your time on One Day at a Time. Ah, uh, yes. 
Um, there's not a lot of shows that deal with social issues anymore. And there's One Day at a Time and there's mm-hmm. The Connors. Yep. And I think they're both doing that pretty well. But One Day at a Time was exceptional. Oh, they did. Gloria did a phenomenal job with that. Gloria uh, and I went to college together. She was a little bit older than mm-hmm. Gloria Calderon. She was. Hey everybody, it's John Orlando from the PBD Cast. Are you wondering where you can find my podcast? Well, it's real simple. Just go over to pbdcast.com, the online home of yours truly, or it's available through all of those major podcasting platforms. Just search for it in Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, iHeartRadio app, and don't forget that every single Monday night at 8 o'clock, I do a live broadcast of the week's episode of the PVDcast through the Facebook page. Just go over to Facebook.com and search for at PVDcast and join me every Monday night at 8 p.m. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to get on out of here. So I'll chat at each and every one of you later. I'm Casper. And I'm Becky Gremlin. And we're the host of Don't Fuck With The Original. We are a spoopy horror podcast that pretty much covers everything under the genre. We cover haunted locations. We cover true crime, cryptids, movies, anything you can literally think of. We are all over it. Everything spoopy. On Wednesdays. And why? Wednesdays are for podcast. Thanks, guys. Uh, Jason, what's wrong, man? You seem to be a little bit down in the dumps. I've just been searching the internet all day trying to find a podcast dedicated to Matlock, and I just I can't seem to find it. What? Funny you ask. Funny you mention that. I know of a podcast called Matt Talk, and it takes a look at every single, okay, episode, every single episode of that beloved series of that beloved and series. critiques it and, critiques and reviews it, it and discusses it, it, discusses even sometimes it, pokes, even fun, sometimes at pokes fun, at fun at it. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a, Wait a minute. We're the hosts of that. We're the hosts of that. Right. Right. Yes, of course. Yes, why? Of course. I don't understand why you forgot that. But nonetheless, folks, you can check out Matt Talk. We have a great Facebook page. It's at Matt Talk Podcast. You can get the episodes wherever you find podcast episodes. And we make it easy on you, don't we, Sometimes we just put the link for Anchor right there in the description of each announcement when an episode comes out. And all you got to do is click and listen. And Jason, where can folks get in touch with us if they want to comment? Say on this. Silly commercial, silly commercial or on commercial, any, episode any episode of Matt Talk. All you need to do is go to bandmatttalk@gmail.com. You can drop us a line on Facebook. We'd love to hear from you. Twitter account coming soon. Uh, yeah, get in contact with us. There you go. And right now we have uh, eight episodes in the can. We got plenty more coming up. So check it out. We love Matlock. We certainly do. And so with that, we'll see. Hey, this is Halea Jones, and you are listening to the Three Geeks Podcast. We're back! Everybody needs to unmute themselves because I muted you for you during the commercial break. <laughs> I, I, I unmuted myself, John. That's why there was an echo, because Max was laughing hysterically at the start of the Matt talk. And I know how much Dan loves laugh tracks, so I thought I'd get Max's laughter to go over top uh I, I totally missed that. That, that echo was amazing, John. 
You were just Thank you. You sounded very large. Yeah. Well, I thought I thought it was John for a second. Yeah, with the so it was supposed to be there. The echo. How did I get to the bottom? Oh. Um, <laughs> 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 uh, so the echo was supposed to be there. No, no. it wasn't. Oh, okay, because <laughs> it sounded like for a second, like it was you just going like. Matt talk, Matt talk, Matt talk, you know, go for that. I, I think the Monday, answer Monday, when Monday, someone Monday. says, was the echo supposed to be there? The, the answer is yes. We may not do it next time. We may not do it next time. But yeah, that time it was totally, totally on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to introduce the rest of the guys to Jeff Dewaskin, who is a stand-up comedian and podcast host. What's up, everybody? Pod host, podcast host extraordinaire. Listen. <laughs> Semi-famous, <laughs> pushing towards infamous. <laughs> would, would you rather be famous or infamous? Uh, maybe I don't know. Depends what you're infamous for. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just say we'll make a Netflix documentary about it. Yeah, <laughs> they probably will. <laughs> we won't get into that though. But um, over the last few weeks, Jeff and I have become uh, Facebook like chatting best friends. So I was like, we should have them on and we could talk about fandoms. Yeah. That'd be I thank you so much. And yes, I concur. We've we've become the besties of Facebook friends. So it's it's nice to uh... <laughs> <Someone's laughs> it seems like, out of kind. I, I, during the break, I just got a text from somebody who's like, Do you wanna uh, interview this person from Queen's Gambit? And I'm like, Yes, yes, I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> So that makes me very happy. Is All it right. Anna Anna Joy Taylor? No, yeah, no, yeah, right. What, is that the the main actress chick? Yes, yeah. it's, uh, she looks so weird. It's oh, a creepy I janitor. Oh, uh, now you're not the, the creepy janitor guy. There was a live action Battle Angel Alita. Like that chick would have to play her. Like, oh that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It reminds me of the PlayStation commercials. The alien ones? Yeah. The, yeah. She, that show is amazing. That If you Google like the stats of what happened and the interest in chess after that show came out, <laughs> it's staggering. It's amazing. It's, it's weird. Like, I'm a chess fan. I, I, I enjoyed chess before the, the show came out, but I've not watched I've not watched Queen's Gambit yet. I heard it's good, though. It's I'm not, really I'm not good. trying to knock on oh, Queen's Gambit. You need, to, like, you need to actually drop right now and go start watching <laughs> Please leave. Please leave. Please leave. I have a, I have an uncanny valley issue with that actress. <laughs> She's not a robot, Max. <laughs> <laughs> She's never got gum oh. stuck in her gears, Max. <laughs> Can you have an uncanny? Yeah. Can you have an uncanny valley like? Like situation with I mean, a, a the, real the definition of uncanny valley is when something like is that is not human makes like reminds you of human features, right? Makes you uncomfortable. Well, right? yeah, a human <laughs> cannot give you uncanny valley. The uncanny yeah, valley I mean, is when you see something that's supposed to be human and you recognize it as not human. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why that's that quote that comes. You see a robot that's supposed to look human, and you know that it's not human. That's the uncanny valley. Yeah. So why would a human give you uncanny valleys, man? I don't know. Ask the robot. <laughs> Ask the robot. It plays chess. 
I don't I don't want to derail the conversation, oh. but that comment just hit me the right way. <laughs> Hello, men and Jeff Dewoski. <laughs> Wait, what is that supposed to be? Like, is Jeff not a man too? <laughs> He's a robot. We have more of them among us. Oh, Fred is so funny. Ha ha, Fred. <laughs> Fred's having an uncanny value issue right now. <laughs> wow. Oh, we went there. We, we, we've gone all over the board as far as controversial comments. Uh, let's uh, let's talk to Jeff real quick. Uh, so what is it that you get real geeked out about? Uh, well, you know, just uh, tons of stuff. No, it's <laughs> pretty. Uh, you know, let's hone it in here. Like, uh, what do I, what, what kind of topics do I like? The most? I love the Twilight Zone. That's, uh, I think, one of my tops, the original Twilight Zone. And uh, the monkeys would be my top two. <laughs> like, hey, hey, where the monkeys? The monkeys. Like, hey, hey, you yeah. know, no, the animals that you go to the zoo. I love going to the zoo. No, yes, <laughs> the, 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 the group, the monkeys, that deserve to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. We can talk about that later. <laughs> no, let's talk about it now. I like the monkeys too. Interesting. I used to watch their TV show when I was younger. Yes, their TV show was great. I love their TV show. I used to uh, record it on VHS. <laughs> when, uh, I said, so my my uh, my level of of fandom is like I really really like things, but I don't think I would compare to be like like uh, over the top. Like I'm sure there's there's people that love these things much more than I do. But with the monkeys, I did see the 20th anniversary, the 30th anniversary and the 50th anniversary in concert. So I, I can I can lay claim to those if, if that's something that one would lay claim to. But I, I did see those and I've met a couple of them and I've got a couple, I got two signed on a, a day. I have the headquarters LP, uh, that's a record. And no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and I got Mickey and Mike signed that. And then I also saw Mickey and Mike in their duo show, the Mickey and Mike show, it's some uh, small, out of the way Polish theater in Chicago when they were doing that tour, and they released an LP, and I bought that, which was pretty cool. The two of them together. So yeah, I just I really I really like them a lot. So, do, what do you guys think? What do you guys think? Enough about me. What do you? Uh, <laughs> well, wait, Jeff. I want to know what's your favorite uh, Twilight Zone. Like that was. You know, like I'm expecting, oh, you know, Star Wars or you know, Star Trek, you know, what, what, you know yeah. Transformers, but the uh, the monkeys, like that is that is super interesting to me. Like, like what? Like, were, that you know, is refreshing. You were a really? kid and you're into the monkeys, or or what drew you to the monkeys? Like, I, that's that's just very interesting to me. I think they're hilarious. It was one of the thing I think the first cassettes. Have have these <laughs> words that I'm dropping. Aging. <laughs> like, I feel like it's like we're playing the game. My old age player. Age, tell me your age without telling me your age. Yeah. I wasn't such good friends with Fred. I would take this personally, but the um, <laughs> it's, it's really aimed to be personal. I don't know. I know, I know. He's he's super funny. Oh, look at that! You guys are quick. You know, I loved the show when I was a kid. I found it super hilarious. Um, I loved the music. It was like one of the first cassettes I had. I think it was like the best of the monkeys because I got into the monkeys when it became popular on MTV. 
you know, when they would run all those. And that was like the precursor that led up to the original 20th anniversary concert, you know, that had like Herman's Hermits in it and all that kind of, it was a real sixties thing led by the, the monkeys minus Mike Nesmith. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, I just, it was just something about it as a kid that just, I just, I love the show. I just thought it was like the funniest and I love the music. I just, and my favorite vocally is actually Mike Nesmith. Um, you know, I love, I love him. I actually went to see, I saw him solo in concert once, uh, which was pretty cool at a small theater. And I saw him with, uh, Mike, uh, Mickey Dolenz once. And that, that was pretty cool. So nice. Um, so what did you think of Smash Mouse remake to I'm a Believer? Were you just like wanting to smash like every <laughs> every TV you saw when that came out? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be baited by you, Jason Taylor. I think it was fine because you know what? It's here's the thing. Those the monkeys at the time had some of the best writers. I mean, that are recognized even today as some of the best song writers. That song written by Neil Diamond. And, you know, any anybody who's kind of re-recorded a song by Neil Diamond, you know, there was a uh, girl, you'll be a woman soon and in Pulp Fiction. And, you know, so there it's 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 a classic. He's a classic writer and I think can be interpreted. I had no problem with that because that one, it fit fine with the, the movie Shrek. I mean, I would have preferred Donkey singing it, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> can I ask, Jeff, what's your favorite uh, Twilight Zone episode? We're talking about the monkeys right now, John Orlando. <laughs> you just shift to his wife, man. No, but nobody's ever asked what's your favorite monkeys episode before, so it's like, yeah. Well, did, I don't even think you can. Is it, I don't. I couldn't even do that because I don't even. They all kind of run together. <laughs> I did. I did. I did see when I saw the fiftieth anniversary, which was uh, Davy had died, and so Mike Nesmith finally joined them again. I'm guessing because. It would be more prominent as as part of that trio, and and so I went and I like they they played at this place called the Fox Theater in Detroit when I saw them and I I was like you know what I'm a big boy I'm an adult and I have money and I'm gonna pay and I'm gonna get like third row I got like third row and and so I brought my wife and when I tell you like the three of them this was and it wasn't like a just greatest hits it was a lot of like cool cuts that they would play and to me it was like the most amazing experience ever, right? I was like in heaven. It'll go down as one of the greatest things I ever saw. I had to like go, at the wake, my, my wife couldn't stand it. <laughs> it's, like, it's like I had dragged her to hell. And it was like, she's like, you didn't know any of those songs? I mean, she's like, I think I knew that Believer one, but you know, I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> it's, just, it's just funny when you love something so much and it's like, and somebody else just it's not even on their radar. So like they couldn't have gotten that. anything through osmosis from you about the monkeys. Like like yeah. I understand like not liking it, but if you have someone who's like a super fan of something, normally you'll just glean some facts and, and information, you know, that will help you along <laughs> during the concert. <laughs> no, nothing. Nothing. Wow, that's you know, nothing. That's it was like, that's you know, it was just for love to you. Yeah, it was it was nice of her to go, but um, you know whatever that's that's what being married is thanks hon <laughs> now i gotta sit through a rom-com so. <laughs> um so 
my biggest two fandoms, and if I had to sit down and think about this, and I'm going to come from left field too. I mean, it's not going to surprise anybody that these are my fandoms, but when you think of fandoms, you don't necessarily think that, like Max said, you're going to talk about these two people, or you're going to talk about Star Wars, or Lost, or Heroes, or X-Men, or you know what I mean? Like, these TV shows. But um, the two things that I'm probably the biggest fans of is Howard Stern and Eminem. Those are probably the top of my fandoms. Like so That's much cool. so that next week I'm interviewing the guy who played his um, producer in WNBC. And I'm so excited <laughs> from private parts. WNBC. Yeah. But no, it's not Big Bomb. I wish. I wish he was big bomb. That'd be great. I would die. I love that guy. But no, it's it's someone like nobody nobody can remember who this guy is. Like I didn't watch the movie again. Like when I interviewed when I interviewed Jeff and I was going through his interviews and noticed that he interviewed Jackie the Joke Man. I was geeking out about interviewing Jeff because he had interviewed I'd hate to tell you this but this Tuesday we have Howard Stern himself on the show I know that's not true so so Jason you'll be happy to know the uh, I have another interview with Jackie coming out and and I'm gonna do a sweepstakes and he he's agreed to sign a few copies of his autobiography or his book that he wrote about a stern and so we're gonna give those away and so that's that's gonna be some probably sometime in february so you can look for that but you, here's the funny thing when i i didn't know this at the time but when i worked with jackie and we were doing that show apparently the real pig vomit was in the audience at that show i mean the real guy not not the, guy yeah, yeah. From the movie pig virus pig virus yeah, pig virus pig virus thing and uh and so when I was talking to Jackie the first time, he kind of mentioned that, and I was just like, "Oh, okay." I mean, I I wouldn't have, you know, because I think one of the the stops that Howard had is he was in in Detroit at one point, maybe on the radio. But anyway, that's cool. Well, I'm glad I could offer you that level. Yeah. <laughs> and then Eminem, who's president of Detroit, right? Yes, yes. He made <laughs> he made Eight Mile very famous. The did you did you see the Pete Davidson? Uh, Yes, parody. Yeah, was, parody with and Eminem's at the end, like opening a Christmas present. Yeah, it was yeah. great. I think yeah. that'll go down as like one of the best that one of the best SNL clips. Yeah. Like I think that'll show up in like every everything yeah. moving forward. I think that it was that good. I haven't forgotten about you, Sage the Boss. Um, I think have we all seen Nightmare on Elm Street Part Three? Nope. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably the best. It could be arguably the best one in the franchise. Um, and it has the best soundtrack. We did watch WandaVision. 50% of us liked it. If you fast forward to the beginning, <laughs> we go on and on and on about it. I watched, I watched WandaVision this weekend. Yeah. Uh, do you guys like Broadway? Yes, which is actually a story that I wanted to bring up. Um, so Law & Order SVU <laughs> is actively they're trying. They're Broadway? No. They're, <laughs> oh, God. I, I think this is really cool. They are actively trying to hire every Broadway actor so that they can have some work. So they're trying That's to get cool. all the Broadway actors onto SVU this season, cool. which is nice. And also, you know, everybody else has been on Law & Order, so you might as well pivot to get some new actors on because yeah. John yeah. hates it when people say, play the same character over and over again. And I, I do. John I do. Law & Order has had about <laughs> five or six repeats. What if they're just like the dead bodies? That, that, that the work is this them being found in the 
And I have not met David Yost. I don't mind like going to plays or watching plays, but I'm not like a Broadway fan. You know, like I, I don't like check out what's on Broadway and, and make sure I see that. Like I haven't even watched um, Hamilton yet. I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, like, it's nothing against Hamilton. I'm not taking a dump on Hamilton. Like, I, <laughs> I didn't say you were. Thank you. I had taken it. I had taken it personally, and I'm glad you said that. <laughs> but to finish up my fandom, I am such a stern fan that I bought the Robin Quivers uh, vegan cookbook. Oh God! Yeah, my collection. Oh, wow. The look of disgust on Max's face. <laughs> Have you tried anything from it? Not against Robin. Have you gone vegan? Do it. No. <laughs> But uh, let's... throw some bacon in there. Mm. Every recipe in that book is improved with bacon. Who do we right. go to now? We got seven fanboys. Let's go to Mick. Mick. Look All at right. us, a bunch of fanboys. <laughs> um, hey, I mean, if, if we're going fandoms, and I'm I'm the fanboy you choose next, uh, I got to get hacky with it and just say I'm probably the. The biggest fanboy of uh, Doctor Who. Mm. No, no, I'm sorry. Let me rephrase. Not the biggest fanboy of Doctor Who. Uh, that's probably my biggest fandom. Okay. Uh, yeah, and Star Wars. You know, I love Star Trek too, but those are the two that I have tattooed on me. So I'd have to say those are probably. <laughs> yeah, Back to the Future is my favorite movie. So. What is it about? Um, like what? How, what extreme, like to what extremes will you go for your fandom for those two? Like me, I bought a cookbook about veganism and I'm never going to be a vegan. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, like, I mean, inking your skin with the TARDIS is probably, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's pretty, pretty fairly extreme. Um, I mean, not just that, but even like doing the hash marks on my arm. Uh, and that's not even done. I, I still have to get more for that. But, um, what extremes would I go to? Uh, I don't know what extra. I mean, putting out tons of money to meet these damn people who are in the shows. <laughs> what are your thoughts on David Tennant? Uh, I love David Tennant. He was a great doctor. Oh, not my favorite, but one of the worst. worst. He was not the worst. No, he was not the worst. No, he's Mick. What's your opinion the on the female Doctor Who? Because I know that caused a lot of controversy. I liked her. I didn't like the showrunner. Yeah. I don't show the episodes were good, but I thought she, I thought if she had a better showrunner, she would have done better. I totally okay. agree with that one because it's like. Do you guys see who the rumor is? And talk JT. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I got excited. <laughs> no, like 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 you get the one, and it's like 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 she acts really well, mm-hmm. but it's it's the the whole you know you're on Earth that's a dead planet now because in in it just keep beating like messages in in your head which doctor who always had but not to that extent that that's just painful to me anyway sorry go ahead jt <laughs> did you guys did you guys see who the uh, number one pick in england is for the new doctor who yeah i love that guy anything to give <laughs> this guy more work like this guy, Richard Ayota, he is amazing. <laughs> if you got, if anybody out there has not seen the IT crowd yet, I highly recommend it. It's fantastic. I, I started watching Doctor Who um, when it did the when it came back. You know, like I, I shouldn't even say I started watching, but I, I I I didn't watch any of the super old Doctor Who. I, I started with the uh, whichever Doctor that was. 
but he was only there for like one season. Mm-hmm. Eccleston, Eccleston. Yeah, yeah, Eccleston. Yeah, Eccleston. Um, and uh, then he's only there for one season, and then freaking David Tennant comes in, and I was like, oh, okay, well, I don't really like him, but he's only going to be here for a season if I <laughs> understand how the Doctor works. And then he's there for like ten seasons. I'm like, get this guy out of here. Oh, it's definitely got a problem with David Tennant before Doctor Who. Huh? It's, it's, it's like, I don't like this guy. Did you, did you like David Tennant prior to that? No, I, I have no idea who yeah. he was. Oh, okay. okay. And then, I gotta be honest with oh, Sorry, I was gonna say, with all the controversy, if they're gonna pick a new Doctor Who, they should probably pick another woman with a different yeah. showrunner and show that it works. I, you know, that would be cool. Um, but like my hatred of Tennant actually worked out for Jessica Jones because yeah. like I already hated yeah. the bad guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> Wait, so you hate David Tennant? You don't hate, or do you hate David Tennant as the Doctor? No, he, hate he hates David Tennant. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I don't hate because I mean the guy I screwed him as the Doctor. I liked him in Jessica Jones as, as because like, he hated it. Um, you could be like Max. I got this new version of Hamlet. He was, so he, was, he was brilliant, in Jessica Jones. He was. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I loved him. I loved him in Jessica Jones. And but like, I, it was just that extra because I already had all these negative feelings for him. That like, you know, like you need a good villain, and and he's just already the villain to me. So like, it, it worked out very well. With Jessica. Uh, John, what are what are your biggest fandoms? <laughs> um, <laughs> he was ready for this. It's a fandom of mine. I mean, I mean, it's a slam dunk. I mean, pro wrestling. I mean, it's it, that's been my fandom for for many many years. Ever since I was a kid, um, I remember. To me, it was like a live action comic book. You know, it was. You know, you could reach out and touch Hulk Hogan because you know you couldn't touch Aquaman or whatnot. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, yeah. I don't think uh, little children should be touching Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Not in that time. He brings his pot, Jason. Jesus Christ. What's wrong with you? <laughs> this is my childhood, Jason. <laughs> You're running all over you, brother. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, the Hulkamania is real. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, John. Sorry. Continue. No, I mean that, that's it. I mean it's pro wrestling. I mean, <laughs> that's, it. I mean that's it. I mean, I as a kid, I mean literally every weekend it was watching every <laughs> single wrestling, not just the WWF. I I still so. don't understand why Hulk Hogan. Like I, I just like his finisher is not good. Like it's, it's you know like but, okay he's gonna leg drop like like that that's it. You know it, it's not okay. like Max. I'm because- with you. I'm out. Honest to God's truth, I never liked Hogan as a kid because his match was the same match over and over and yeah. over and over, and I didn't like it. And I, I really just detested him. But I will say this. As a kid, I went to the Pittsburgh Civic Arena in, like, 1987. The main event was Hulk Hogan versus Kamala. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> okay. Anyways, Max – as a kid, I'm like, I don't care about, I don't like Hulk, but dude, when you hear the music and he comes through the through the the the, the curtain coming down the aisle, the dude oozes like just enthusiasm. He just oozes it, and you can't help, you can't help but go, all right, yay. I mean, you fast forward to 1991 and like being a you know a sophomore in high school who's even more jaded now as pro as a pro wrestling fan. I go back to the Pittsburgh Civic Arena. 
Ric Flair versus Hulk Hogan. Again, I'm like, Flair's the man. Fuck Hogan. Blah, 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 blah. But again, dude, even as jaded as I was, you hear the music and he starts coming down, the enthusiasm, the excitement, you get sucked into it, man. That's why he was popular. He's got it. Flair, I get I I, I, just, I I just don't get it. I just don't get Hogan. I I I, I, I don't know. I well, Hogan was the real American, which was like in the eighties, right. huge. I mean yeah. Reagan era. Um, but what kind of real American is Hogan now? Do you think? Do you think he's storming <laughs> capitals, or do you think he's you know fighting a good fight? Storming capitals. Uh, it depends on the paycheck. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Depends on the paycheck, Nick. I put him at Pelosi's desk in the Capitol. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he, he leg wearing a raccoon hat. He <laughs> leg dropped the hat. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, I, I was there. Sorry. Um. Many many years ago, uh, Columbus Commons, which uh, for Jeff and, and and Mick and those folks who don't know, it's like a big giant city park downtown. They were doing these concerts, and one of the concerts was like this package tour of like Sly and the Family Stone, Blues Traveler, a couple other individuals, but Rick Derringer was on there, who does Real American. And so I started on a, I found his Twitter and I just started bombarding him with, Hey man, I hope, uh, I can't wait for you to come to Columbus. I hope to hear real American. Hey man, you better play real American. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so I showed up a little bit late to the concert because I felt, I thought that the concert tickets said six 30 on it. And I thought it was doors at six 30. Well, no concerts are at six 30. So I didn't get there till like 7.15, as you know. And I walk in, and Rick Derringer's on, this, on the stage. And I'm like, oh, man. And so I'm like, man, I hope I didn't miss that. Sit down, long chair. The, the young lady is with sits down her long chair. We literally sit down. And then you hear, uh, hey, everybody, uh, I want to just say real quickly before I play my next song, this song is a real patriotic song, and it's gotten a lot of press. And it's <laughs> – yeah, don't, don't associate patriotism with that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so he plays Real American – and the dude in front of me goes batshit crazy. Like, he's like, yeah! And he turns around to me and he's like, hey, man, I'm going to leg drop my wife. Don't pay it. Don't, don't worry about it. And I to him, Mick, I go, it's all good, man. As long as you stand up and tear your shirt off, it's all good, man. And as soon as he got done with Real American, I looked at the young lady I was with. I'm like, we can go home now. <laughs> I've heard all I want to hear. We can go home now. Yeah, it's, it's, that's not going to get any better than this. So. Yeah, that's it. Apex. Increased it. Tickets are free. We can go home. Oh, that's awesome. John, yeah. just because yeah, I had there there before, check. What? Just because I watched wrestling. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I said, said you got you got Rick Derringer in a floor show. I mean, it, it's not going to yeah, exactly. get, get like, any better. Uh, Don, Dan, and whoever else still watches wrestling, who do you, who's your pick to win in the Rumble? Um, well, so, uh, Asaj, I got to be honest with you. The way the writing has been, uh, I can't make a prediction right now because there's, I mean, they between the COVID outbreak and the piss poor writing, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I got to be honest, I have no idea. Hulk Hogan. Yeah, sure. Is, is the Attitude Era the best era in wrestling? That's when I stopped watching, like, right when that started ending. Is that the, would you, does anybody consider that the best era? Or what? what do you mean? The Attitude Era wrestling, where oh, like yeah. uh, Stone Cold, The Rock, the whole that whole thing. In my mind, that's the best. I, don't know. I came in and left out with them. Uh, that was for me. Was the um, but like, like, the, like I, I love like Ric Flair when he was the Four Horsemen yeah. and all that stuff. Like that whole storyline, and then like NWO 
and all that stuff uh, was, was sure, take some. You're, you're, you are talking about WCW and not not WWE. Yeah, well, no, I'm just uh, wrestling <laughs> in general. In general, okay. the time frame that I am. <laughs> but uh, um, I don't know. I think I still think Justin to answer your question. I still think the '80s was was good because you had the territory system still, so you could watch. Yeah variety of different and get different flavors if you will you know you could watch the sure. you could watch the technical matches of like rick flair and in jim crocker promotions but then you could watch the wild crazy brawls down in puerto rico or you know the, the kind of more hardcore wrestling that you know the heavy hitting type of wrestling and world class and dallas so to me that's what i grew up on so that's what i think is great but the attitude era was fantastic too because you still had you know you still had a lot of competition at that time I mean, like, uh, I think the rock bottom is one of the best, like, finishers. Uh, just because, like, it can come out of nowhere. You know, it's like, our, and the diamond cutter is my other favorite one. Just because, like, okay. they can come out of nowhere, ends the match, and 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 that's that. So, like, I, I, I appreciate those. Unlike Hulk Hogan's leg drop, which is... Totally <laughs> I'm going to transition over to Dan now. You know, shit. There, there are so there are so many fandoms that that, that I like, but if I had to pick one, <laughs> I would I would make my own fandom of bad movies. Absolutely. I get I get that yeah because I love movie. them. It's just yeah like like anything like like it it, it can't be just like bad. It, it it's got to be like so bad that it like like goes to the other side of the scale. It's like this this is gonna be horrible. I need to watch this. <laughs> <laughs> like Grease like, uh, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, there you Spot go. Uh, like the, uh, the the Shaolin Sofa that, uh, flick that me and me and Max watched uh, that this week. Can Iron Mask with Jackie Chan and Arnold Schwarzenegger? It's like, oh, need to watch that. <laughs> it does sound fun, though. It's yeah, it, it, it's it's it, something. It delivers. It delivers what Dan is looking for. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that's probably my my biggest fandom. <laughs> Yeah, like, but it's gotta be because, like, we we went and saw the um the Warcraft movie. Yeah, um, that for free, and you know, like, if I had paid, I would have been pissed off. But like, watching that with Dan, you know, I didn't pay any money. It was it was the perfect situation because it's just a crap movie, and and like, you get to have fun making fun of it, like, while yeah, it's yeah. I, I definitely see that a little bit. But Dan, you definitely you definitely <laughs> like take them to heart. <laughs> well, I mean, like I, I like go, going up to the actors and cons and and, and being like, like uh, Nicholas Brendan. I was like, hey, I really like that, uh, uh, you know, killer uh, uh, star movie. Yeah, 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 the killer pinata movie. And he's like, nobody's ever told me that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, there you go. <laughs> That's the best thing you can do. Mention something that nobody else talks about. Yeah, yeah, because you know they're always gonna be like, oh, what, what about this episode of Buffy? And it's like, eh, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> I had a buddy who used to do that. He used to bring VHS covers to get signed, at, and he would always bring the movie that nobody talked about. Like he met Ernie nice. from Congo. Okay. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> I mean, this is like early two thousands, maybe even two thousand, and even Ernie Hudson was like, nobody's ever brought this to be signed. <laughs> Have you ever been to an Ernie Hudson panel, oh, Mick? Which one? Have you ever been to an Ernie Hudson panel? Oh yeah, a few times. Oh. 
We, the one we Max and I went to, it was so depressing because he's like, yeah, I, I he's like, he I got the Ghostbusters script, and then they cut me out of eighty percent of it, and then I was on Psych. I had a really good time, then they recast me with Keith David. There's a lot of recasting with Keith David. So wait a minute, are you telling me that Ernie Hudson was supposed to be in Requiem for a Dream? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh that would have been an interesting turn. I think what we're saying is he should have been. <laughs> yeah, man. He's like, he's like, my character in Ghostbusters was awesome. And then Eddie Murphy dropped out and I signed on and then they rewrote it. I'm hardly in the movie now. Okay, man. Sad is just another comment. Have we seen Spaceballs? Are you saying Spaceballs is a bad movie that Dan should love? Or are you just wondering? I love Spaceballs. No, no, Spaceballs are awesome. Spaceballs is great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know where this question is coming from, is all I'm saying. Because Spaceballs is awesome. And I take yeah. offense if you're saying it's a bad movie that Dan should watch. Quick plug, because I love plugs. If you go over to the Scene Snobs or the Three Geeks channel, you can check out the interview we did with Jen Candy where she mentioned Spaceballs. Yeah. Was it longer than a sentence? I'm kind of curious. <laughs> it was two sentences, Justin. Gotta hook him in there. No, you only have to watch a minute. That registers the play. That's all you need. <laughs> it's weird like it's it's i was thinking about it and like star wars is probably my biggest fandom but star wars the um the extra like the, the all the books and stuff like the, the 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 extra universe that they had extended universe that's like dead now the legends universe that's mm -hmm. like, a subsect of the <laughs> of Star Wars. Um, I really liked all that stuff. I, I read pretty much all the books. Um, and I mean, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's just Star Wars, but, uh, like that, that was probably like the most time and, and effort I'd, <laughs> I'd expended into any one certain thing. Um, so yeah, like I wish, uh, you know, like I wish we'd gotten, cause like, I feel like the storylines are pretty good. And I feel like they were done a little bit better than the movies were done. So, like, you guys could have just pulled some some stuff from over here, and it would have been good. Um, Which is what Mandalorian's kind of doing. Yeah, mm. you know, so like, you know, we got Thrawn from there. We've got you know, like they've carried some stuff over, but uh, yeah, I, I'd say Star Wars Extended Universe or Legends Universe right. uh, is my my fandom that I like hold dearest in my heart. Um, but yeah, you know, like, that's that's. Luke Skywalker after Return of the Jedi is the shit. Right. <laughs> why why pull from original material when you can repeat all the tropes from the original series? Right. Of course. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta, right. That's what, <laughs> that's what you know, people want. You want to throw a little Indiana Jones in there? I go, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you sprinkling some crystal skulls, it'd be great. Right. <laughs> as long as I get the JJ directed Tomb Raider, I'll be very happy because. Rise of Skywalker was the best Tomb Raider movie I've seen so far. Yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't disagree with that. Uh, Justin, what is your fandom? Oh, we're out of time. Sorry, Justin. I'm in the Dan corner. It's all good. <laughs> uh, so, I, I don't know. I imagine all of you are similar. I, my fandom kind of goes cyclical, so I'm kind of on Lord of, the, Lord of the Rings kick right now. I watched a whole bunch of YouTube videos about like the lore and stuff like that. I've been delving deep into that but yeah i mean that's kind of where i'm at today but, with hobbits, huh? yeah uh, the scouring of the shire is one thing i really wanted to be in the movies that they decided to not put in the movie yeah 
<laughs> but then, I mean, that's, that's, that's another ending. ending. Just <laughs> <laughs> okay. add one more hour to the extended series. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think they're aren't they making a prequel series? Uh, yeah, there's Amazon TV show. Yeah, yeah. That's the Ooh. second age, though. So the people you know outside of like Galadriel probably won't be alive for it. Yeah, well, of course. Yeah. yeah. And Elrond. Very cool, Jeff. How bad did you want to see the monkeys beat up the Beach Boys? <laughs> huh. wouldn't happen Jesse was not let's combine fandoms here so if, you, if the monkeys and the beach boys were all pro wrestlers <laughs> yeah beach boys, beach boys today I'd like to see anyone beat them up Mike Love needs, needs a do you think the a... beach boys were a bunch of hacks compared Brian... to the monkeys oh Brian Wilson was a genius. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> hey, you never answered, Jeff. What's your favorite Twilight Zone episode? Uh, time Enough to Last with oh, Burgess hmm. Meredith. I think it's a common favorite, but I have a little, I have the little guy on my shelf, you know? Oh, nice. But I, I don't think there's any, I think that, that sort of like, I think if you had someone watch that episode, they, um, Shots fired. I can't, I can't, I can't help massage the boss if you don't have the monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what Google's for, my friend. The, um, <laughs> How old are you, buddy? Hit us up in the comments. Let me know. Uh, it's two E's when you Google it, not not K E Y. Um, so, um, I think if you watch that episode, time enough to last, it sort of is the perfect way to kind of describe and what you can expect from really good Twilight Zone. You know, plus the uh, Burgess Meredith is the best. You know, so. Okay. Okay. Have you seen Ed, the monkeys movie, which I heard is actually pretty funny? I think I saw it a long time ago. The music's good, actually. They played a lot of that when I saw them at the, the their fiftieth. They played a few tracks off of that. Um, that one was, I think, that was like Jack Nicholson. I think had something to do with that. And he like, he, did he direct it and write it, or like in like? I don't know if he wrote it, but he did direct it. I, I think they were almost like just trying to destroy themselves with that movie by completely going a different direction with who they were and all that kind of stuff. Cause I don't, I don't think they recovered after that. Saj is 17. So that's why he's never heard of the monkey. They, they are really a nice band. A nice band. They are. Like it's something your mom says, like, like, what's well, a nice band? <laughs> no, it's better than that. Mickey Dolan's voice is like the voice of the '60s. I mean, you can't get, you can't get past yeah. that. And Mike Nesmith is great. So this is this is how like being part of a monkeys fandom. This is it's like Mike Nesmith with coming. He was playing this small theater in my town. <laughs> He's coming to my town, and um, and so I, no one would go with me. <laughs> <laughs> no one would go with me and so i was i was literally i was at this event i was at this event so i didn't know the people there but everyone there i would have known you know i would have known someone who knew the person there you know it was like one of those networking things and all of a sudden i kind of hear monkeys and i'm like what <laughs> so i walk over to the guy i'm like what did you just say and she the guy's like i mean keep in mind i have no idea who this person is first conversation he's like oh i'm Telling them I'm trying to go see Mike Nesmith, but no one will go with me. I'm like, I'll go with you. <laughs> <laughs> now your best friend. Yeah, and so we did. We met at the concert. <laughs> I met him at a Comic Con once. I mean, I had to pay, I paid uh, to get an autograph, but like uh, and meet him. But but that was cool. So 
And that Mickey Dolan's one too. He was a kind of a jerk, I thought. They get a lot of hate because they were manufactured by a corporation to, you know, compete with the Beatles. But I mean, they're all talented musicians. Yeah, they were, you know, um, yeah, I mean, there, there was definitely talent there. And like, who doesn't sing other people's songs? You know what I mean? It's like, there's plenty of people that just sing. And, and they they do have, I mean, Mike Nesmith, I think, proved himself as, as a, as a, as a uh, artist afterwards. Mickey Dolenz continues to make albums of the same songs from the monkeys over and over again. So, but, I mean, but his voice, his voice is one of the best voices, I think, to come out of the 60s. I think you can argue that. And then Peter was definitely, uh, he, I'm, I'm not a fan of his voice, but he was definitely a good um, artist. And then Davy Jones, I think, you know, could sing a little bit. But like, uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, they were manufactured, but, you know, they do that all the time. So were they, uh, the uh, One Direction and yeah. <laughs> some of the very famous groups today were created on X Factor and stuff like that. So the idea that a manufactured band can't produce or be of value is sort of, uh, you know, Zane was in the trending on Twitter today and Harry Styles, you know, just scored uh, Jason Sudeikis's wife. So, I mean, it's like these, these you know, these, these manufactured things become part of pulp, pop culture. And so, you know, you can't just poo poo it back then. It was probably a little more new or they didn't talk about it or, I mean, everyone knew it was manufactured, but they, that's probably why they didn't get it. Nobody says today one direction shouldn't be getting Grammys or something. Right. I mean, no one says that. I do. Well, okay, well outside of this group of, <laughs> of fanboys, of this, outside of this group of fanboys, the, uh, we, we have that going for ourselves anyway, but that's my point. So, they're good. I enjoy them. That's all that matters. I enjoy them. <laughs> Jeff is also on the Scene Snobs Network. He does a show. What day do you do your show? Uh, Wednesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, Crossing the Streams. It's uh, TV streaming suggestions that me and a, a couple buddies of mine, a few buddies, um, we just kind of get together and we have guests on too. So if anyone wants to guest, hit me up. I can let you you can guest. <laughs> oh, I, appreciate oh, I like how Justin abstains from the boat. He's like, I, I, yeah, I, don't, I don't care. Because I, I already told Justin no in a direct That's message. That's right, yeah. I was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, please, yeah. He was the first one to But yeah, it was, you know, it was, it was something I had done. When I first started my podcast, I had no idea if I was going to have content or not. You know, so like I'm talking to my friends, uh, Ron Lippin and Howard Rosner. I'm like, well, let's let's do a thing and then you know my friend ron i think is the one actually that named it crossing the streams i think i had a different name which i don't even remember and and so back in june of 2020 we we did an episode on my podcast you know called crossing the streams and same kind of format just wasn't live and we talked about shows that we think other people should watch and ron and and howard are like they're not comedian friends of mine but they're very they're funny they're very naturally funny and then we brought on two comedians as well sal d'amelio and bob phillips and so you know it's a good time and then we have people on and it's a lot of banter and then we fill in some good content with just shows that people should watch it's interesting what people watch <laughs> you know we cover some of the you know obvious ones like queen's gambit but somebody always comes to the table with something and you're like what <laughs> like, do you have the most off the wall like option or suggestion do you do you have one on top of your head like what was the most odd show you're like yeah that was a good one Oh, um, uh, I can't remember the one just in the last episode. My friend Howard Rosner was talking about this racing one. Um, 
I can't remember it, but if you go watch the last sure. episode, <laughs> everyone go watch and then report back. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that'd be great. But my friend actually talked about the Paul Lynn um, Halloween special. Well, actually, I ended up talking about it because his his sound was was bad. And so he, had, he dropped. And thankfully, I was the only other person in the United States that had actually seen the Paul <laughs> Lynn Halloween special. So I was able to just jump right in. <laughs> <laughs> and and watch it and 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 report on it and so you know but stuff like that and then you know there's some obvious ones that we cover and then you know like cobra kai and stuff like that just so we seem like we know what we're doing and then but it's you know it's just it's a good time it's a good time so dm me yeah. and i'll work you on i'll work you on I, I will add that it is a great show jeff is being humble um everybody check it out it is a lot of fun Thank you. Yeah, it's it's fun like interacting with people as they kind of do stuff, and that that makes it kind of uh, you know we we go by the seat of our pants anyway. Mostly, I mean, it's there's a structure to it, but then it's like you know not not overly done. But then when the people kind of chime in, that kind of that's kind of fun. So as more people watch and more people chime in, it, it's fun. It's a good time. You know, kind of like how Saj keeps jumping in here. <laughs> <laughs> He's persistent. That's important. Yeah. yeah. I, so um, I was watching. I watched This Is Us. Okay. I was watching This Ugh. Is Us today. I'm getting caught up. And um, the, the 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 scene that I'm talking about, I caught a a continuity error. So they go into a baseball card store. Well, you know, magic cards. You can buy magic cards and stuff there. And in the background, I see two magic boxes, which are Armaquette and Kaladesh. Magic the Gathering. Which were released in 2018, I believe. So they have 2018 boxes of magic in a 1992 baseball because if they, store. If you go try to buy the boxes of magic from 1992, they're gonna spend a thousand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's gonna be like it's gonna be like hand drawn and shit at that point. I, I just want to go on record as saying I have less of an issue with the continuity issue than I do with the fact that you openly are bragging about watching this is us. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I mean, that's where we should focus the next 10 to 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I, am, um, I am just open about my fandoms. Uh, oh, now, now, now it's a fandom. Jason just loves television. I, I think there's like oh, not yeah. a lot of television that Jason won't like. Uh, <laughs> but uh, this is us. I don't know. Like, just like. I'm I'm wary of anything that's like oh this is the show that gets you in the feels you know it's like you're, yeah. you're, you're like you're supposed to to, to to do a certain thing or, or watch it a certain way I, I I'm never like a fan of that and, and yeah no, this is us right. oh yeah like, I watch it so I know I still feel it's like Scrubs you know like like how Scrubs is like oh, this is a comedy but they they you know they, you you really feel it like like this drama like. You know, oh, okay. Like I'm laughing now, and then like I'm gonna go from laughing to crying in 0.3 seconds. I, uh, I no, like I just don't appreciate your dramatic stuff. I wish you'd keep it to the comedy. Thank you very much. <laughs> They're like series full of very special episodes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I will tell you this: I watched the first two seasons of This Is Us for the same reason that if you've ever seen Hot Tub Time Machine, they're going, they're getting frustrated because Crispin Glover's arm wouldn't get ripped off. <laughs> because I was waiting for the dad to die, and it was just like, "Tell me already! Tell me! You told me he's gonna die. Tell me how!" And then they finally did, and I was like, "I'm out. This is." I have I have never seen an episode, um, but 
I remember seeing the the previews for it, and it just it struck me as a if you were to do one of those real life trailers for it, it was like get ready to be manipulated into crying. We're going to tear your feelings <laughs> from left to right, and you won't leave with a dry eye. You know, it's just it just it just seemed like it was all manipulative to make you do that versus just doing a story where you might actually feel. <laughs> you know I mean? oh, I think it sounds like a challenge. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I can make it through this shit. <laughs> My emotions have been dead since the 90s. Yes. <laughs> I know when I'm on crossing the streams, what show I'm talking about. Yeah, I can't wait. So, oh no, we lost Mick. <laughs> I also like a million little things, which is more of the same. Oh, oh no, okay, a million little things was made in response to This Is Us. It is a direct, like, oh, we can make money this way, and and they decided to make this this show. But like a million little things, and I've not seen any episode, but I've heard about this. Uh, it like none of the people have any emotional like. There's no reason to like any of these people or get emotionally involved enough to, for them to make you cry. Like, uh, ugh, I, I love the people on that show. Oh, yeah, okay. James, yeah, I'll, I'll, suggest, yeah, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll suggest a show that I'm going to guess most of you haven't watched, but it's really good. And it's called Never Have I Ever on Netflix. Oh, and Mr. Mr. Uh, Mindy Kaling made this show. Oh. And it was one of those shows I never would have watched because it's like one of those, I don't know if it's middle school or high school shows, but like, it's so good. It's it's literally so good. It's brilliant. And definitely watch it. I mean, everyone I've somebody told me to watch it, so we did. Got hooked right away. And then anybody I've ever said you should watch the show and they've watched it have told 10 other people to watch it. And so it's it's a really really great show. So, there you go. And we'll check it out. Uh, so the show is like the ring. So the 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 show was like like the ring. See, somebody get it gets you to talk uh, or to, to watch it. Then then you have to get somebody else to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Saj. We talked about the Tiger King in June of 2020. Out of jail, then then you need to talk to your therapist. Well, and uh, aren't that dude out of jail? I think uh, the next three days are your only chance to make yeah, that happen. You know, like, I, I'm actually surprised Trump didn't pardon that dude. Yeah, but it, it isn't because, like, I don't know, like, did dude, there's still time. Him? Don't yeah, don't worry. Yeah, well, we know. Just, like, just to give you, just to give context, Bill Clinton did 170 last minute pardons. The difference <laughs> is most 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 pardons are usually vetted in some way. And then, but uh, Trump just happens to be handing him out without really knowing. Uh, oh, did that person really murder everybody? Oh, well, okay. I guess I'm I sure mean, he's sorry. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm sure, yeah. Yeah, the Night Stalker got the Medal of Freedom soon. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like, I watched, the first, I watched the first episode of Night Stalker yesterday. That was a freakish fuck show. Is it good though? I haven't seen it yet. Um, it is, it's so far, it's pretty good because it seems like it's, they're not over long episodes. You know, sometimes I feel like, like I, I've been watching and, and I have to watch the last episode, the one on HBO max about heaven's heaven's gate oh, cult. Yeah. I and I, I, I feel like that could have been a two hour movie. You know what I mean? It's like, instead of yeah. like six hours or whatever it is over four episodes. And it's like something like Mick millions. I felt the same way about it's like. If they're doing that trope where it's like they tell you everything and then they repeat everything they just oh. told you because they need you know they assume you don't remember what just happened the, five the minutes ago, you don't know. 
Yeah, it's mm, yeah. <laughs> some of these can be two-hour movies. If you if you can do an entire Star Wars movie in two hours, you can tell the story of McMillions in two hours. <laughs> I agree. I'm I've been watching the Val on Showtime. I think is the network. I watch it on Hulu, but um, that is intense. Oh, is that and about the Nexium cult? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it makes me mad. I can only watch one episode a day. <laughs> there, there's two. My wife was obsessed with that. Uh, there's there's another one in one of the other stations. I don't remember which one's supposed to be better than the other one, but um, but yeah, those are those are. Um, that's a fascinating story. The girl from Smallville really screwed up a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stars. Yeah. It's on stars. My wife is listening from the other room. She's like, <laughs> another, another nice thing in Smallville is this lady and her cult. <laughs> another good show is um the flight attendant. I like that. Yeah, I, we talked we talked about that in the last episode. I gotta check that one out. Yeah. Yeah, I work from home, so a lot of TV gets played while I'm working. <laughs> so I watch a lot of TV. That's awesome. Okay. But, but um, let me on your show, Jet. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're like our main commenter, and then uh, there's another one on Stars called "Seduced Inside Nexium." That's that's a good one too. Uh, hmm. you, did you ever watch the? They were, they were competing fire festival. I watched them both. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, those that fire festival thing was that was fascinating was as well. Yeah, I I enjoyed Vice's uh, "While the Rest of Us Die" docu series. That was pretty good. Mm-hmm. All about like the hidden like bunkers that the rich and famous have, and all that jazz. And yeah, I watched that. Yeah, you mentioned that before, John. What, it's what, good. What's it on? Is it it's on, on Vice. Oh, okay. Oh, no, that's cool. <laughs> I, um, yeah, the Vow is on HBO, and the other ones on uh, the, the. I've been watching this show recently. It's about um, it's another cult one where the president has this main control over most of their people through social media, and then at the end they storm the Capitol. <laughs> I can't wait for that. One. It's very recent. It's very recent. It's very recent, and I'm waiting for the I'm waiting for the next episode. It's uh, it's a, coming. It's probably coming this week. I can't say that I've been enjoying it. Um, I've, I've been waiting, but it scares me. You know, like it, like it scares me to my core. So that's why I don't. I've been waiting for that show to get canceled for the last four years. I do want to plug a couple things. We have uh, Rebecca Miskin coming back up in uh, March, and uh, Jesse Camacho from Lock and Key will be joining us next month again. I love Jesse. I've been talking to him through email. He's been so busy with uh, filming Lock and Key. They take like four COVID tests just to get on set. So I can't wait to catch up with him and find out what it's been like. But um, John and I just interviewed Ted Lange, who – actually worked with Howard Stern's wife, so that is my one degree of separation now. And um you know, he did other things. No, dude. Yeah, dude, really. Poor guy. Dude. This guy, I'm telling you, this guy is fascinating. Yes. Uh, love boat. He is not afraid to give you the dirt. He gave us some on who did he give us dirt on, John? Uh, Milton Burrow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're not gonna say what, but you you need to check it out when that drops. It was fascinating. He was he was a blast, man. Well, John is dropping on the uh, Scene Snobs and Three Geeks channel next Friday at six o'clock. Nick. Yep, six. Six o'clock. Oh, that's so cool. You got you get great guests. Great job. 
Thank you. Thank you. Not bad for a couple hacks. But um, have a great day. Mick and Jeff, see you guys after this quick closing. Say something. Uh, Batwoman season two is probably gonna suck worse than Batwoman season one. I take because it's on the We're still alive. Yeah, yeah, of course we are. I love Batwoman. <laughs>